Hello, and welcome to the Tech Dirt Podcast. I'm Mike Masnick. The world is increasingly technological, so we have better get methodical. Bringing precision to critical digital journalism with the singular vision of a modern monocle. Stopping the copyright police from pulling the wool on us. Painting and taking on all the plate to pay to troll. Document the ways that they aim to take control. Scrutinize and do their lies and make them fold. If we don't stand up to them, someone will get hurt. To grab a shovel and dig up the tech. If we don't stand up to them, someone will get hurt. To grab a shovel and dig up the tech. Okay, by now, you've definitely heard about the latest craze, which is Pokemon Go. The mobile app that was released just a few weeks ago took the world by storm with tons and tons and tons of people downloading the game, and suddenly everyone was both talking about and playing it. There were also a ton of news stories, some good and some bad, talking about what a revolution this was. People were suddenly getting outside and walking more as they tried to track down the various Pokemon characters to grab. Uh, I was in an Uber last week and the driver was whining to me about how all of these Pokemon players were clogging up the streets of San Francisco and not looking where they were going. Uh, there have been stories about people trespassing and places like the Arlington National Cemetery and the Holocaust Museum asking people to have a little respect and not play Pokemon Go in those locations. But of course, there have also been lots and lots of stories of people coming together and meeting others and having really good experiences and just generally being more social because of the game. And because it's such a big hit, it tends to lead to a lot more questions. Is this concept now a thing? Uh, for years, people have talked about augmented reality concept as sort of a step-sibling to virtual reality. And conceptually, the idea of overlaying information on the real world has been quite interesting. And you could certainly see lots of potential possibilities with it. But there's never really been a killer app I guess until now. <laughs> Thus, there's a question of whether or not Pokemon Go is just a fad, uh, or is it the launch of the augmented reality concept where we're going to see lots of interesting AR uh, products flooding the market? Certainly, you can bet that there are lots of companies right now as we speak discussing strategy ideas either directly related to Pokemon Go or building their own AR ideas out. It's kind of amazing that this all came out of a company, Niantic, that was on the verge of actually being shut down not too long ago, having been built up as a Google project that created the game Ingress, on which Pokemon Go was built. Google was basically ready to shut the company down until Niantic persuaded Nintendo to invest, along with Google, and spin itself out as a separate entity. Anyways, there are lots of questions around this, and so that's what we'll be discussing today with our usual co-hosts, Dennis Yang and Hirsch Reddy. So let's start with the basic question. Are either of you playing Pokemon Go right now? Um, I played a little bit. I, I don't know if it qualifies as, you know playing in the in the regular sense i i think i've caught like maybe 10 pokemons which apparently is nothing i've been told so yeah <laughs> but I, I, I understand the mechanics of the game i, I can see but if you if you um, if you've only i mean so so yes i played pokemon go <laughs> um, <laughs> well, well, that does not surprise but me it, but it, i have <laughs> honestly i have not played it a lot um i i am okay. gonna play my nerd hipster cred card here um i was a big time ingress player <laughs> Um, okay, I didn't yeah, know that. No, I, I I love Ingress, um, and I've been playing it for a while. And you know, I guess you know my friend Jesse and I play particularly a lot. And we've always said that you know, man, if like Ingress were only not so nerdy, 
<laughs> it would be amazing and everyone would want to play it. So, and here we are. So somewhat, you know, I mean, I'm sure they knew that too, but yeah, it, it feels kind of good to, to play Ingress before and see that, that game kind of, you, to see Niantic kind of use that location data and all this map stuff and, and just, you know, explode it out to something like Pokemon, which has universal appeal, apparently. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes, apparently. I mean, th there is a question, right? So, like, you know, th there is this question of how, how much of it is because the game itself is interesting and how much of it is just because it's of Pokemon, the, right? You know, the Pokemon yeah. concept. And right? I think that, I mean, there's been a lot of pent up demand for Pokemon in particular and, you know, Nintendo titles. You know, there's, you know, Mario is still, people are still waiting for Mario. They're waiting for. Donkey Kong, you know, they're waiting for a lot of these. There, there's a lot of right. Nintendo IP that but, still, I think, culturally people would love, right? Right, but I think you know part of, part of the point that I, I've heard some people bring up, which I think makes sense, which is that you know, in some ways, Pokemon was kind of uniquely, um, you know, uh, uh, perfect for this kind of app, right? I mean, the whole concept was, you know, you're supposed to go catch these things yeah. right and so here's something that, that then takes that into the real world and kind of overlays that on the real world and it just sort of fits perfectly and so it was this sort of you know unique set of circumstances that brought it together to right. make this game right. that that works so well and, and is so popular even as lots of people have complained that the app is incredibly buggy and fails all the time and there are all sorts of right. problems with it, it. basically the app and, it flies in the face of like every single growth tactic that people in terms of in mobile gaming have kind of looked at, you know, there's no like invite your friends loop. There's no like sharing. There's no, there's like none of that stuff. It, the, the app crashes all the time. It's location based so that you have to actually, like you can't just sit in your house and play it. Um, you have to go mm -hmm. out. So it flies in the face of all of these things. It was not on the top 10 list. And yet with all those things, it, it was at the top of, you know, all of the app store lists, like almost immediately, which is amazing. Um, yeah, well, and some people have said that they can, you know, and maybe there are plans to do this, that they can actually start to add in sort of more social aspects to it and more friend aspects in terms of people being able to to share or trade things that yeah, they've captured exactly. and, and, and whatnot. So the, there are opportunities there, but you're right, but it, it sort of took off without any of that, and it doesn't fit into any sort of regular classification for games that have been popular in the past. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, one, one thing that I will say is that I, I was not a Pokemon, like I have not played Pokemon before. So I don't, I don't act, right. honestly, I don't know what the old game dynamic was. Hirsch, have, have you played it at all? Or do you know? I mean, I, I know a little bit about what it is. I haven't played it before, but essentially the old Pokemons, the mobile Pokemons on your small handhelds were uh, kind of like your Japanese style RPG tactic fighters, except instead of having multiple characters who just have one. And I don't know if that's any more illuminating for people that aren't video game nerds, <laughs> but, but essentially it was a very kind of a, uh, uh, a, a very yeah. tactical sort of strategic game based on simple rules essentially i think that's what you could uh, think of the old pokemon and it was very simple graphics and but then there was um, like a trading card game too right was that before or after mm -hmm. the video mm -hmm. game oh now now we're getting into pokemon yeah. history i don't know we 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 need somebody in their twenties <laughs> to answer that question. I, don't, I have no idea. There is that we are not okay. the target demographic here, but but so but this game, yeah. So so for those and and there may be some people in this in, who are listening to this who aren't playing it. Can we describe how the game works? Um, sure. Uh, so maybe I could. Do you want me to do it, Dennis? You, you may have. Yeah, I mean, if you've only captured 
uh, 10 Pokemons. I don't, you haven't even made it into the, the next level, like the real gameplay, I think. But um, I mean, basically, yeah. yeah. So it's it's a location-based game. You you know, when you open it up, the, the kind of core little mini game you do is you catch Pokemon. So they'll appear on your phone. Um, and the augmented reality part of this part is that you know, as you're walking around, moving around, these Pokemons will appear, and then you essentially have to. The mini game is you throw a ball at the Pokemon, and you hit it, and then when you when you hit the Pokemon, you catch it. Now, as you kind of collect these things, um, you walk around in the real world, and this is where the ingress data comes into play. Um, ingress was basically like kind of like a capture the flag game laid on top of the real world, where um, these essentially you know landmarks around the city. In the case of Ingress, they actually mapped out the entire city and, and found all of the street art and various like art, you know, kind of like interesting uh, points of interest all around the city. And those are essentially what you would have to visit in Pokemon to do what's called, you know, to visit a Pokestop. Um, so that's basically the kind of like the core game dynamic is you're, you're walking around with your phone on looking for Poke stops to refill your supplies and then capture Pokemon um, as, as they kind of randomly appear. Now then, the the next after level five, um, you have to basically join a team of which there's three, and then you can essentially it's sort of like a capture the flag thing where you attack other Pokemon's at these things called Poke Gyms, which are also tied to physical locations, um, and that's kind of the core dynamic: um, walking around, visiting things, finding Pokemon, and visiting these kind of real world points of interest where you can do stuff. So, you know, that's a really good summary. Um, I, I, I do want to say, though, that the game mechanics in Pokemon, uh, this is where the augmented reality comes in, right? Just the location-based aspect of it uh, was something, I guess, that was an ingress. But but in Pokemon, you have this aspect where you use the device's camera, your smartphone's camera, to get a, a view yeah. of the real world, and they project a animated Pokemon in the real world, and then you're tossing your, uh, your little... Right. Uh, imaginary balls at this imaginary creature but you can actually turn sure. that so the ar like the overlay of the video on it can be the turned game, off it can be turned off and actually i turn it off because the battery power which is a huge problem um, that we found mm -hmm. with ingress um, as well as with pokemon you know any game that constantly uses location and that you have on is going to just and that was going to be my point which is that yeah. and the camera too yeah, yeah which is that yeah. mike like if you really boil it down to like people who are playing a large amount of this game, they usually are turning off the AR aspects of it, the augmented reality hmm. aspects of it. Right. And they're really just playing it like a regular game with the location but, aspect. But Hirsch, yeah, but I think location, the camera isn't the AR, right? The camera is just one facet of the AR. The the I mean, the localization like the is, is like one part. I would say the one part of it. No, but I would say the location is more like a bigger deal the fact that sure. it's you know layering but, a game on top of well, the real I, world it doesn't need a camera sure, sure. To do but that. my point is going to be something a little bit different and my point was basically that it the novel part for most game players will be this integration into the real world right and this feeling like hey i'm doing stuff that's yeah. connected to the real world and i yeah. feel like with a lot of these new forms of interface and gaming um you know, this AR stuff is only the latest in, in sort of a stream in the in the last maybe, maybe decade of new kinds of gaming that have come out. You know, the other things that have come out are like Kinect style gaming with cameras and sort of 
whole body motion being your controller as opposed to handheld controller other stuff has been kind of like the wii style controller and there's like the playstation eye camera toys and there's lots of different kinds of sort of alternative input methods and alternative ways of kind of playing with your computer and with your consoles that people have been coming out with and i feel that like most of these experiments have a a an exciting period when they just come out where everyone's really jazzed about it and they play a lot sort of like with the Wii with the Wii tennis and everything for a while that was like the hot thing and then with Kinect for a while Microsoft's Kinect there was like a hot period for it and then I think enthusiasm kind of just dies down and people get a little fatigued about this new sort of gameplay because a lot of them don't offer deep and satisfying sort of experiences they're just like novel for a while and then it sort of sinks in that there's not much depth to the game. And I and I just a little bit that I've played with Pokemon, it feels to me a little bit like that. Now maybe I'm not giving them enough credit. Maybe there's a lot of depth in sort of the gym fighting and stuff. I don't know. But just watching people's videos of it, hearing people's descriptions, looking over people's shoulders, seems like a, it seems like another one of these like kind of novel interactions but not very deep gameplay and I feel like after a little bit of time fatigue is going to set in and in other words this this game will not have the holding power of you know what we think of as like hit games like Hearthstone or or you know whatever it might be like a Warcraft or something like that where the gameplay mechanics might seem a little bit more conventional at a at a surface level but but the gaming experience is deeper and sort of more satisfying for people that actually are playing it and that's what I think, I, I, my, in my prediction, and I could be completely wrong here because I'm only basing it on sort of my instincts about this, is that this game is going to have this flare-up period where it's all the talk of the town. And I think we revisit this topic in six months. I don't think, I think not only that will, will Pokemon not be that big a deal, does Pokemon Go, I mean, Pokemon the brand will continue to be great, but I think Pokemon Go won't have as much draw. And on top of that, I think just the style of game uh, unless it's coupled with something a lot more compelling, will also just kind of not be that big a deal anymore. I think it'll be something that came and went. No, so okay, so you basically made two statements there that were a little bit con- like you're kind of covering the entire scenario. You're basically saying everything is going to happen. <laughs> I mean, because like one thing, I, I would agree with you that Pokemon Go maybe is not like the best tuned game. It, you know, I actually think Ingress is a lot more fun. There's a, there's a few more developed game mechanics in Ingress that are much better. Um, than what I'm seeing in Pokemon. But what I would say is that, you know, this the concept of location-based content or location-based interaction is really enriching for this game. And I think that, you know, that will def- is not a fad, right? Pokemon Go might be a fad, and, and I love that, you know, this past weekend it was in Union Square and there are mobs of people wandering around all playing Pokemon. And it's it feels like a fad in that sense, right? That everyone's trying it out. It's something new. It's something exciting. Um, I think in six months, there might not be as many people playing at, the, at all at once, but I'm fascinated to kind of, you know, I'll be, I'll be interested to see what other games have like a location-based component to them um, that, you know, I think like a Hearthstone with extra packs that you can unlock if you go to certain physical locations would be an amazing thing to, to uncover. Right. I don't know. I don't. Um, how would that? I don't think that really enhances the sort of gameplay of. I think be stuff. awesome. Right? I mean, yeah, because it's like I would. So basically, what happens is, you know, for me, Ingress, you know, after a while, you do get kind of tired of it, even though the game is pretty fun. Um, but when I'm visiting new locations that I've never been to before, I'll open it up and I'll see what's there and like what kind of what I can get. And the same thing with. I mean, with, with Hearthstone, I've I've kind of turned out. Like I played it after a little while. It's definitely fun. 
but I got bored. Um, but if it had like this other little extra thing of I could get, you know, open it up and see what's here today and I could discover new packs because I'm in a new location, that might be, that might encourage and, me to and there, open it up I and, mean, and read. There has been talk too of like, right, with, with Pokemon, you can do like lures, right? And, and, attract people and so there have been questions about like you know like different bars or different retail establishments have been putting that out to try and draw people in and people are actually like are talking to each other and like you you see someone on the street playing pokemon and you kind of like share a a little moment i mean i can probably count on on, like on one hand the number of times i was walking around and i saw an ingress player Mm -hmm. (laughs) which was kind of super nerdy and exciting but Pokemon, it's like it's it's everywhere, and it's getting people kind of out and about. Um, and the lure thing is pretty neat. Like bars can set a lure in front of you know their location, and all of a sudden people are granted on their phones and maybe not drinking, but they're they're arriving. Yeah, but there I mean, there's even been talk of like you know they could do more, where it's basically like you know a bar could say like we'll give a discount, you know, show us the Pokemon you caught or whatever in our in our bar or something like that. Um, yeah. So you know there there are interesting ideas to kind of tie it back to to real wor- real world stuff, which could become interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think people are still sort of trying to figure out what that means right now. Um, I, I, but I think for me, like you know, given the existence of Ingress and some other um, apps that have already had the community location based kind no, of but features. Ingress is hold on, hold on. Let me finish my point. Okay. My point is that I, I think really the story here is, is not so much how compelling this AR and location based stuff is, but like you said in the intro, how much pent up demand there is for Pokemon, right? Like there's a a huge amount of pent up demand for Pokemon and that brand essentially drove the crowds to this app. And I, I don't think there was something, I think obviously there's the, the fact that people are out on the street generates a little bit more buzz, physical buzz. But, um, you know, beyond that, I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I think this is really a triumph for Nintendo more than, more than anything uh i i think if they for example if another location-based game were launched without a brand to go hand in hand with it like a really big blockbuster brand like pokemon i really don't think it's it's going to be like a pokemon sure no matter sure. how I good mean, but no matter how good but, it is but, but that's that's yeah. a standard that might be unfair i mean there is the the counterpoint which is like now that all these people have played pokemon go and gotten a sense of what a location type game can be then that opens up the opportunity for one that doesn't necessarily have that built-in brand recognition it might not be as successful but you know it doesn't have to be the most successful or the most you know most downloaded ever to still be uh, you know a general success so there it I, I could see where there's an opening for something not quite as successful but still quite successful that is building on the fact that people suddenly understand this type of gameplay now well I, I guess that's the part that I'm skeptical about because I feel that you know the the I'm not sure how much fun it is to do this kind of physical world uh, connected stuff. <laughs> I, I think I think there's a niche audience that really likes it, but I think those people that are sort of attuned to wanting to do those kinds of physical challenges find, you know, experiences like Strava or something like that where the physical challenge really is the, the main part or the main goal of that activity. You do, you're cycling, you're running, you're doing like really hard physical challenges in the outdoors, doing routes other people have done, trying to beat their time. Like, I mean, that's the thing they're going to be connected with. The people that are sort of connected with kind of capturing Pokemons, I mean, I think they want to capture Pokemons. Like, I'm, I'm not exactly sure if, <laughs> if, if you know, it's going to be a huge driving additional thing. In fact, people at work were telling me about how, you know, there's different kinds of ways where you can just hack and stay at home and fake your location and just run around and get all the best Pokemon stuff. 
uh, or you know create a server this and that I mean people are already talking on the internet about how to how to get around the having to go out to catch your Pokemons I mean that's just there that is just the seem, uh, it just seems to me like it's defeating someone, the purpose yeah someone you know? hacked up a, a drone to fly around and get the Pokemon for you yeah <laughs> so a, you know it, so it seems to me like uh, like I said I think I think there's like a novel a lot of novelty to this and um, no I mean I, I agree with the novelty thing but I think that the 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 location based nature of the like of the game adds another it, it's it's a creating a whole new genre is what I'm saying. That's what I think. So I think we'll see more. <laughs> yeah, I I think so too. And I I, I I mean I think it it opens up the possibility. I think you're right that like you know most of those will not be nearly as successful as Pokemon Go, but that doesn't mean there won't be some some pretty major successes in there. Yeah. Well, um, it, 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 here's what I, I you know I think that analogy to connect is is apt here. It's it's kind of like you know people thought after connect or actually even before connect when we had the there was a huge phenomenon that was Guitar Hero, which most people forgot, which was kind of musical based controllers for these rhythm games, right? And people just underestimate how huge that was. This was before the iPhone even came out. I think sure. it was like 2006 or something like that, maybe. It was huge or was it? Oh, no, sorry. It was probably more like 2009. So maybe it was after after the iPhone came out. But regardless, it was huge. It was that There was this one summer, which is a Guitar Hero summer. Everybody in the law firm where I was working was like playing this game. And you would go to parties and there'd be like two or three uh, consoles set up with Guitar Hero. And I was like, wow, you know, this these creative controllers are really really expanding the audience for video games but guess what now it's like completely dead and i think it, it's exactly like that it's this thing where there's a whole new kind of uh controller or way of playing and people think it's going to explode and be mainstream forever and spawn a whole bunch of additional games in the same line but that's not the case like after guitar hero not only is guitar hero just kind of off the map itself we don't see those successor yeah i mean controllers so so there know? there are a couple things that are a little different about that i i agree right i mean there have been lots of fads and that's, that's an example of fad. i mean the guitar hero one is, is slightly different in that in that case you did have to buy this unique specialized one-time hardware which costs money and all all that kind of stuff the the other thing too going back to our favorite topic of copyright which was that the the recording industry kind of went crazy and jacked up all their license rates once those mm -hmm. games started to become successful and that made it a little more more difficult to actually yeah. get those going forward but like you know with a with a location based game like Pokemon Go you know everyone's already got the device right they don't have to go out and buy anything new they get a free app and there may be like in-app purchases or other kinds of monetization models but you know you, you don't have that barrier which i actually think you know helps this as a potentially you know m you know makes a, a, a wider opportunity for for new things to come in yeah i mean i guess what yeah. what what i would ask is like what is the definition of a f what's a fad versus like what when is something not a fad anymore versus a, a genuine what you said a game that has longevity that has longevity has longevity like what's the difference? Like not a not a, not a fad would be something which is being played for a decade, right? Okay, so uh, a, de a yeah, but, ten but, years but, but is game, not a fad. Games, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, a, games a style of game like first-person shooters are not a fad, right? I mean, right. You have endless numbers of first-person shooters. <laughs> There's constantly more. RPGs are not a fad. I would say like you know co competitive card games like Magic are not a fad. There's constantly new ones. Any given one might go away, but you'll see more in that genre. And I think. Uh, and, and in larger and larger numbers, yeah. right? So, like it's a but you're but you're saying playing. that rhythm games are a fad. 
I, I think so. I think there was a huge explosion in popularity, and now it's kind of died down to an order of magnitude less sales than what it was. I could be wrong about that. I'm no expert in the number of sales of Guitar right. Hero peripherals, but it seems like it's much less just based on store placement, right? Um, it used to be everywhere you would go into Best Buy and there'd just be like these Guitar Hero, uh, you know, these huge displays set up, and now yeah. you don't see them. But anymore. I don't see like first-person shooter displays. Do you see those? Well, they're dominate this. If you actually look at the video, they don't need a special controller. But if you look at the, if you look at the shelf space placement, they dominate. Yeah, and and, and you look and at you like, look at the sales numbers on some yeah, of those games. I'm sure they do great. Well. Yeah, they do great. They're, they're, they're doing well. I mean, and, and this is and, and when was the first first person shooter? It was like 1994, right? Like how many years later are people still playing? like first person shooters and like same with rpgs right like they just last forever because this is like a deep compelling uh thing that draws you to it and if you look at it you know the the difference between these kinds of sort of very compelling gameplay that lasts and the other kind which is that the games that are really good intrinsically that people come back to play they generate blockbuster uh brands Whereas these other kind of peripheral games that are just flashing the pans, they consume brands created by either other video games or by movies and kind of ride off of that. So, for example, Warcraft is a video game which is so popular it generates the content which then goes on to form the basis of other video games or movies and comic books, etc. And first-person shooters, same thing like Doom, you know, they create their own content. And Pokemon itself, I mean, that is a trading card game and that is a video game. Uh, and an original video game that was highly compelling uh, that kids would just play like crazy. And that's what generated the Pokemon demand and the Pokemon brand. And now this sort of AR game is using that. But but I suspect, you know, just from the fact that like Ingress is objectively has deeper gameplay and is should be a sort of a better and more popular game just on the basis of that hasn't generated sort of an Ingress brand that can go anywhere else. In fact, it's not very successful on its own, which tells me that as a, as a game goes, Ingress is intrinsically not that much fun. It's really the Pokemon wedded to it that creates this kind of breakout hit. Whereas if you take any other unknown kind of brand when they started, like Magic the Gathering, when they started the card game, and that's an unknown brand, but it was just the strength of the gameplay of that card game that you know built upon itself and over years and years became this gigantic... Um, brand, you know, the Magic the Gathering yeah, brand. Yeah, but so. I mean, I think that's, you're cherry picking a little bit there, right? I mean, you could argue that like Angry Birds, right? I mean, Angry Birds was the hottest mm -hmm. mobile game for a long time and then has, you know, basically started to fade and yet, you know, that IP was turned into a movie and comic books and, and well, other stuff I, as well. I, I, mean, I actually, you know, I think Angry Birds is actually a, another good example in terms of like, it was a game it was a highly compelling gameplay. That's why that brand exploded. Yeah, Angry Birds. But that was like Angry Birds was basically like an ar artillery game, which was like one of the earlier. You mm -hmm. know, we had we had that genre around in the PC era. Yeah, um, I don't think it was the first physics-based artillery game. Uh, but uh, but I yeah. think I think all, all the ones, the good ones, have been popular for a while, even before Angry Birds. I mean, like Worms and stuff were huge before that, right? Or before mm -hmm. that, Tanks. So I think I think that style of game was very popular, and I think Angry Birds really benefited from an explosion of the available audience, really, because as soon as the iPhone store was right. available, I mean, that's what it benefited from. But I I think so. It, so basically, Hirsch, to understand what you're saying is that you think like a location-based like a game in which uses location as a core mechanic. piece of its mechanic is not one that is sustainable, is what you're saying. No, no. I, I think you could make one in the future. I just don't think Pokemon, the way they've executed now, I don't no, no, think no, it's but like that's that. not Because, right. Right, because it's not a compelling game when you play it. 
It's just the brand and the huge amount of people who are playing that form the yeah, compelling game. I mean, I think some people would disagree with you that it's not a compelling game. I mean, I think, like, yes, obviously the brand gets people into it. But if the gameplay itself was not that compelling, you wouldn't have people continuing to play it. Right? Well, that's well, that's a well, part. It's only I, been I, a week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure, so that's okay. Why, I mean, that's, that's I think fair. That, that's why I said let's revisit in six months because I think if it is compelling and I'm wrong and it's very certainly possible I could be wrong, then six months from now it'll be bigger than ever. But even right? so, I mean, I think like within like, you know, the first few weeks, like there are people who are pretty addicted to it. So there, there's obviously mm -hmm. something there. I mean, obviously you're going to have some drop off. Some people are going to test it and be like, eh, not for me. But but there's enough people playing it, enough people still into it that there's clearly something that is enjoyable. Well, well you know, so, you know, the way to, <coughs> excuse me, the way to test it is to see if it's, you know, I used to criticize Farmville, right? Mm -hmm. I used to say, hey, Farmville is like a pretty garbage game. But I never the mi made the mistake of saying Farmville would be dead in six months. Because it was very clear that there was, a, even to somebody who didn't enjoy it, like me, that there was definitely an addictive aspect to it that you could see from people that were for playing it. And I think from just sort of first blush when you watch people playing Pokemon and there's that collection uh, sort of based gameplay around it, you're trying to get all the Pokemons, at first blush, you think, hey, this is very much like Farm Build. There's like sort of a clicking aspect to it. There's a collecting aspect to it. So it should be at least as addictive as Farm Build. But the, the, but the difference between Pokemon and Farm Build is that the Farm Build guys, um, they paid very close attention to what the gameplay mechanics are that form ad addictivity in terms of the, the sounds and how you get the feedback and scoring, the visuals and all that stuff. If you play Pokemon and you're somebody who's sort of a, I used to be a programmer in the video game industry and I hung out with a lot of video game designers. If you watch the way the Pokemon game unfolds as an experience, when you catch a Pokemon, etc., the way it feels, right? It is not a, it doesn't have addictive mechanics. They don't, it doesn't feel good to capture a Pokemon in a ball in sort of a mechanical sense. Uh, the way, for example, when you a, a plant grows or something is harvested in Farmville, or you know, if I'm really being honest, like the best types of mechanics in in those ways really come from Blizzard games. Like if you when you level up a character in World of Warcraft, it plays this particular tone of sound, has a certain kind of tactility to it, and all of that plays into sort of psychologically making uh, the human who's playing the game want to do more so, actions. So, so that, isn't, isn't that, but isn't that an argument then that somebody could come along and make a better AR yeah. location-based game and take right. all those things into account and create something that's better that isn't yeah. necessarily relying on the Pokemon IP? Yeah, so, so here's going to be my point on that. Those kinds of things that make games addictive, I'm mm -hmm. talking about those sounds, the tactility, the responsiveness of the game, all of those things... Uh, d don't necessarily benefit from the location. Sure, the location can play into it. But what I'm saying is, once you've put in all that effort, right, to do that, that experience of being addicted to a game or making an addictive experience uh, doesn't need the AR, doesn't need the location-based stuff, uh, doesn't necessarily need the Pokemon IP, although it could benefit from that for, for sort of launch. But but it seems it's almost like a separate thing. So but yeah, you so you could yeah. pair it to the lo to the location-based stuff. But once you've made an addictive game. Um, you kind of want people to sit in one place and just keep playing it, so See, that you can get, you know. I mean, you, I'm, I'm, but I'm not sure that's it. true. Right? I mean, I, I get the feeling that that a lot of the people who are playing Pokemon Go and, and who are enjoying it enjoy the the quest aspect to it, right? I mean, the going around and going after and the actual physical location stuff. Yeah. So that when that's they part when of they the, that's when a they, really fun mechanic. right when they do go somewhere and and capture 
one of these that it's that that is the satisfaction that is the addicting nature yeah. to it that gets them excited and then they want to go and, and capture more right i mean that's so I mean, I, that was that so that was like a, my personal experience when play with play ingress was you know i was addicted to that lo that location based mechanic such that like every time i i pulled out my phone like in a new location you know like you know my friends would be like are you are you playing that ingress thing again you know and i was and i was i was checking it to see what new you know what new new content was around when I went to a new location? So let me ask you something about Ingress because I don't know about it. Yeah. So to me, I th I think that mechanic would have a lasting uh, compellingness if when you go to a new location, there's there's a chance you might see one of a kind things that you've never seen before, like an exoticness of discovering something. No, there there is because the content so, is based on points of interest wherever you are, so it's all new new content. So what I was so let me finish my point, which is that in Pokemon, when I go to a different place and see um, content, it's generally it's not very compelling unique content. It's kind of like a picture of a local landmark with a circle around it, and you just click it, and it's like a point. That's not what I mean. What I mean when I say a compelling piece of content is like what happens when you are in a, a, an yeah. MMORPG where you go to a place and you see some exotic creature, right? Right. You've never and seen I think that that's, that's what I think will be like the next step of a location-based game, right? So essentially, like, you know, I love playing two dots and I think in, in imagining like a puzzle game with better content as you find it and discover it in different locations in the world would be amazing, right? So you... Actually, you can. There's there's a single player non-location based mode where you can kind of work through that content. But then when you move locations, say you have different, entirely different content you can discover based on where you are physically located in the world. And I think that that's super interesting. But but is that the, but that isn't the Pokemon game? No, just, no. That and that's yeah. why I keep saying that Pokemon Go is not necessarily like a better iteration of a location based game. I think the IP definitely carries it very far, which is why it's so popular right now. Um, but Ingress to me is more fun and has you know, has, has a better mechanic to it. And I think that someone can do a even better job. And if you know you seem to like what Blizzard does with their games, I'd love to see Blizzard add a location-based you know element to Hearthstone. Maybe. Yeah, I don't think it fits with Hearthstone, but I, I think if they did another location-based game, it might be cool. But I think, but see, the whole point is that if Blizzard does it, they'll do it with all the thought that we're talking about and make a game that's actually fun in which the location-based <laughs> Yeah. aspect of it is central to the gameplay as opposed to kind of this almost like a tacked on thing which is how it strikes me in pokemon go where it's kind of like you have a location it's, you wait, go no, there no, that that i disagree but see, but that's yeah i don't think i mean the location-based thing is the core of the gameplay like that's yeah. what's that's what's so neat about it that's what people are getting excited about so i don't see how it's tacked on it, it's it's essentially just a spawn point of these where these pokemon are there's no there's nothing to do with the location in terms of the, the gyms. The gyms are part of the big location-based uh, dynamic, right? Where essentially different gyms that are physically located are owned by certain one of the three teams, mm -hmm. um, and that's basically part of the thing. You have to go to these gyms and either help your team if they own the gym, like train up your own Pokemon, or mm -hmm. attack it and take it take it down. And that's part that of the that, that's part of what the location-based pieces side side question do people yeah. ever get into physical alterations altercations because they're all just standing around fighting um, over a virtual object I'm, I'm sure i mean people have already fallen off mountains while searching for pokemon so i'm sure this really is happen. yeah to their death yeah apparently but i guess the one of the earliest i would say the the breaking pokemon go news story was there was a woman that was looking for a pokemon and found like a murdered dead body as a result of it um, and that was one of the earliest facebook i think uh, viral stories that really pushed the initial adoption of this game.
Well, so she found a dead body with was the yeah, dead she, guy with a phone in his hand. No, 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 months? no. It was oh. just a unrelated murder. Hey, co- coincidence, <laughs> coincidence. So, so, so Pikachu didn't kill the guy. No, <laughs> as far as we know. <laughs> All right, yeah. I think. Uh, We'll have to I revisit it, this in six yeah, months. Yeah, I get the feeling that, that six months from now we may have to revisit and see who was right. Yeah. Um, you know, though who knows if we'll know in six months, maybe a year down the road. Um, but I, I still think it's interesting, right? Because, I mean, people have talked about the, the promise of location-based stuff for, for ages, and, and it hasn't really necessarily, you know, come to pass. And so this is a game that just, you know, took off like crazy, and it might very well be because of the Pokemon IP. I, I certainly agree that's that, you know, that was the original driving force. But I do wonder if it then leads to... Kind of a step up in terms of the types of things that can be done with augmented reality and location-based stuff in, in particular, and so that's that's kind of what what is most interesting to me. Um, but but it's you know it, it's worth watching and it's definitely worth doing a follow-up on. But uh, I think I think we're out of time for today. So uh, Hirsch Dennis, uh, thanks so much again for joining us and having an interesting discussion. <laughs> this was a fun one. I liked it. Uh, and everyone who's listening, thanks for joining us as well. And uh, we'll be back next week with some other topic. So thanks, guys. Bye. To grab a shovel and think of the tap. If we don't stand up to them, someone will get. To grab a shovel and think of the tap. If we don't stand up to them, someone will get. To grab a shovel and think of the tap.